My guest today is a former Division I college football player at the University of South Florida who also had a stint in the NFL with the Green Bay Packers. Currently, he's working as a business manager for Sherwin-Williams in Port St. Lucie. In my humble opinion, this is a guy that's probably on the short list for the best offensive lineman to ever play at the University of South Florida. One of the best leaders I've had the pleasure to be around and learn from and an all-around class act dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Samson Jenis to Changing the Field. Samson, what's going on, man? What's going on, Jeff? How you doing, boss? Good, good. We were just talking, man, about the all the coronavirus stuff, man. I'm glad to hear that you still you're still up and working, and you guys are still considered essential, man. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a lot going on. You know, people. I know a lot of people who are affected by it, and um, you know, we want to keep those guys in our prayers. You know, I know some guys uh, personally that lost their jobs, and you know, mm. hopefully they'll be able to bounce back here soon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For for a lot of people out there that are listening to this, uh, if you're interested in getting a job, I know uh, a lot of publics are hiring. Publics a lot of publics are hiring. Places. Yeah. Uh, my wife, she works at the Walmart DSC. Uh, she does HR there. So I know they're doing a lot of hiring, you know, just to keep up with the stocking and stuff. So there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity out there. You know, one door shuts, another one opens. So, right. you know, you just have to stay on the lookout for sure. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I always like to start these interviews off, um, obviously played college football, played some professional football as well. Mm-hmm. So you were definitely one of the one of the more talented guys I ever played with. <laughs> I always tell people this, man. Uh, you know, I played played at USF, played with a lot of talented guys. But if I had to put my thumb on who the best offensive lineman was that I ever played with that I had, I'd have to say you, to be honest with you, man, you are an absolute <laughs> monster. <laughs> Played center. Well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you yeah. played a little D line as well, too, didn't you? Yeah, I played a little D line my uh, what was it, junior or no sophomore year. So, um, you know, I guess you know we had Capona, we had all the guys in. So, uh, Coach Levitt came and asked me, like, "Hey, what do you think about playing uh, D line?" I was like, "Well, <laughs> never played, so I give it a shot." But you know, you know, I'm a team guy, so yeah, I was, I was excited to try it out. It actually, wasn't too bad, but. I know in the long end, offensive line was where the is where the heart was. So yeah, had to get back. Had to get back. That's <laughs> wild too, because when you watch when you when you watch the game for a long time and, and you really pay attention to the offensive line, the center is not typically the guy that's mauling people down in the middle. No. It's usually a lot of communication. He's a leader of the O line. A lot of double teams yeah. and stuff like that. But when you yeah. flip on your film, I remember specifically. <laughs> When we played against University of Florida, you must have had like over ten pancakes in the first half against dudes that are playing in the NFL. And it was like, I remember we were watching it on film, and and Coach Scott just kept rewinding it and like, hey, you guys want to see what what a real O lineman looks like? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it was something personal there, you know, as far as like uh, trying to prove a point, I guess, you know. Mm. I, uh, me and a buddy back in high school went to a Florida camp and we just felt like, you know, we had a good opportunity. We were out there playing against four and five star guys. 
you know, so that was just another opportunity at that time on film, on that, you know, on that film to, uh, to try to prove that we can play with those guys and do what we uh, need to do. But um, yeah, I was, and I was jacked up for that game. I believe that one in the Florida State game, I was, yeah, I was pretty, uh, I think everybody was pretty jacked up and ready to Highly go. Highly motivated. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to kick their doors in. Uh, <laughs> so, so, Tell me about first of all, where where did you play high school ball at? You were up uh, up north central Florida, right? Yeah, I was up in North Florida, uh, probably right outside of Gainesville, so Columbia High. Okay. Uh, born and raised in Florida. Uh, you know, I had a couple offers coming out of high school. Didn't have a lot, you know, because I was considered undersized. Crazy. You, know, you got to be. Yeah, you want. Yeah, they want that crazy. six three, six four guy. So. I was barely scratching six foot, you know, I think I grew an inch by the time I left college. So, yeah, <laughs> but uh, that was the biggest thing. So, uh, but I mean, I, you know, South Florida was a, was a go mine. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. You know, it was a good opportunity. Yeah. And you know, a lot of, a lot of guys don't get the opportunity to play D1 college football. So I was, yeah. I was very grateful to get that opportunity to go play, you know, with you guys, you know, and that was, it was awesome. I think I enjoyed it. I miss it. Yeah. To this day, so right. It's nice. yeah. Me too, man. Me too. What What about football? Did you fall in love with? Like, what was when you first started playing? What was something that you loved about about the game? Uh, for me, I think it was just like the family atmosphere. You know, being able to work as a team, as a unit. And uh, yeah, I think now even I take that same characteristics into the workforce, you know, working with my guys. I manage like phew, eight people now. Mm. Um, was doing like, you know, I had like one or two. Now I'm up to eight people uh, at my new location. So it's, it's, you know, just being around the guys, hanging with the fellas, you know, playing the game that we all love, that we all grew up playing in the streets, you know. Um, mm. And then, you know, going to places like, you know, Auburn and Florida State, Florida. Yeah. And living out your dreams and playing, you know, big time college football, you know. So, and we were able to, you know, put little USF on the map, and it, was, yeah. it felt great. <laughs> it yeah, felt great. Right. So you mentioned that you're you're managing a group of eight now. How what? How much different is it for you? Because essentially, being playing center, you were managing mm -hmm. a group of five, including yourself, yeah. in what was essentially hand to hand combat. <laughs> and the pressure you know what i'm saying like it's just a different like how how's the yeah. how's the stress and pressure compared to like you know managing people in the real world i think uh I, you know i mean that's, that's that's actually when i first started working with sharon wins you know i guess coming from a football background you're used to all the different attitudes and just it's it's a, it's a little bit of a different environment versus going in the workforce because sometimes you got to kind of dial it back a little bit. You know, you can, I, you, <laughs> <laughs> so you can, you know, you can come off at the guys, you know, you heard me go off a couple of times on the guys when, you know, they're not doing stuff right. Or, you know, if we need to get through this drill and, you know, and not be blown out by the end of the day, I think the same thing correlates with the workforce, but you have to kind of change your approach a little bit, you know, just, you know, because a lot, you know, it's, I've dealt with guys, you know, who have, you know, stuff going on in their personal life, you know, uh, maybe they lost a family member or something like that. So it's just, it's a little bit more of a different characteristics as far as the people you're dealing with and how you approach those guys. And, you know, pretty much as far as like directing, uh, like I have drivers, I have, you know, part-time, full-time employees, 
and just making sure those guys are going in directions. If they're taking something to a contractor, making sure that that order is fully, uh, you know, completed on time and the right materials out of the job site. Because now at the job we're at, you know, one mistake can cost us ten to fifteen thousand dollars, and mm. you know, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna fall on my head. So, but I think it's just making sure that you approach those guys and talk to them in a in a level tone voice, and you know, get your point across. You know what you want and what you want accomplished with them and the goals that we have in place, you know, as far as the store, uh, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, talking to them on a level platform, you know, telling them where you're coming from and what you're trying to accomplish and what you want them to accomplish and the goals that they have set for themselves. Uh, you know, they kind of understand like, all right, this guy's, you know, he's a level minded guy. He, he wants to see me do well. And I, you know, obviously I have the same, you know, I have a family to take care of and I want to do well. So I right. think they understand that. Yeah. A lot of them understand that. So, I mean, you yeah. run into a few that's, you know, that's knuckleheads. That's just, right. you know, don't want to do right. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a push and pull sometimes. So, but, uh, that's any it's group, not quite man. as, yeah, it's yeah. any group. Yeah. It's any group. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you have to move forward and I tell them all the time, you know, I'm trying to move together forward as a unit. You know, if you guys want to be a part of this, let's do it together. Let's work hard. You know, let's get through the day and let's accomplish our goals for the day. So same thing on the football field. You know, the end goal is to win. You know, we're right. not out here busting our butts to lose, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's wanna... like it's it, so that it sounds like the things that translate the most between playing ball and and moving on into the real world and managing people is aligning your goals towards that end mission and getting everyone yeah. to kind of buy in and buy in. And a lot of that yeah. leadership stuff is getting them to buy into you too, which I'm sure yeah. you don't have too much of a problem. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. I mean, the physical presence itself is like, man, I really yeah. don't want to piss yeah. this guy off because he could probably <laughs> rip my arms off. <laughs> no, I do get that a lot. A lot of people see me like, man, it's like, you're a pretty nice guy to be a big right. guy. Right. <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm, I'm nice. Just you know, just don't try to get me there. And, you know, but I, you know, I never try to lose control. Yeah, you know, I can't. I don't want to try to get back in my three point stance. And, yeah, know. and hucklebuck somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh funny. gosh. Uh, yeah, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry about that. Um, didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, what What would you say was? like your biggest obstacle playing football? I know you mentioned the height thing. Was there anything else? Like, was there anything mm. else that made it difficult for you or was football? I mean, you're so damn talented. Like what was something that was, was difficult for you? Well, I mean, I think, you know, ever since recruiting, I kind of knew I had an uphill battle. So, you know, like I visit with the Florida States, I visit with the Floridas, um, you know, Miami contacted me, Tennessee reached out. I think the biggest thing I just kept hearing, like, hey, you got up to a battle. So I think it's starting at an early age and knowing, like, what I had to accomplish or overcome, you know, obviously being undersized. I mean, I had the strength. That wasn't a problem. But, you know, they had that atypical offensive lineman, that 6'2", you know, 280, six, or 6'3", 280 guy that, you know, like, hey, we want to see this guy with the long arms because you pretty much know now – NFL is down to a science. They measure you from, you know, from yeah. index finger to thumb or whatever. And, you know, your back, your arm length. So it's, it's a lot that goes into it. Uh, but, in, you know, I mean, I had a great support base. You know, my, you know, I had my father, my mother, you know, my brothers and sisters, they always supported me. So 
it was a lot, you know, and it, it played a toll on you, but at the end of the day, you know, you got to keep pushing forward and yeah. you know, do what you need to do. So um, I think the NFL was a little bit more of a, uh, a drastic headache. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think like even, you know, you see these guys like, oh, they're talented, but you have so many goals that you want to hit and you're like, man, if you don't hit it, it, it feels like it's a little embarrassing, you know, but at the end of the time, you know, you got to do it for yourself and, you know, not try to do it for everybody else and uh, just try to accomplish those goals. But I think just the biggest thing, I mean, I had a, I was on a great team. I was on a great college football team. I was on a great high school football team. Uh, surrounded by guys that had the same, you know, characteristics as far as like, you know, their thinking, family oriented. So, you know, I didn't, it wasn't too big of a, a task, but probably just overcoming the physical and the, you know, the measurements and the heights and other yeah. than that. But other than that, I was, I was, it was, wasn't too bad. So did you feel like, you accomplished everything that you wanted to with your playing career? Not everything. I would have loved to get that, you know, 20 million, you know, five years. Hell yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, sitting on my boat somewhere. Nah, nah. I, I, you know, when I finally hung it up, you know, I had a long talk with my wife, you know, we sat down, we did the pros and cons uh, because I had, when I left Green Bay, um, I did the arena league for a little bit. Oh, I didn't. Was Who'd you yeah, play for well, in the arena league? Well, no, it wasn't the arena league. It was 11-man ball. It was a league that they were trying to bring back, mm. but it just ended up crashing and burning. So um, so I kind of – what was it? Right about in there, I kind of stopped, and I was just like, you know what? I'll just take a break, mental break, because I think at that same time I had just lost my father. So Oh, I was man, like, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I was like, I just need a mental break. I'm going to step away from it. So I took about three to four months off, and – um you know, at that time, I think I was losing my mind because I was just pacing around the house. And the yeah. wife was like, you need to go do something. I don't care what it is. Go <laughs> find something to do. So, But we had a talk, and, you know, she was like, hey, these are the pros and cons. You can keep trying. You know, you can keep going at it. But, you know, you're giving up these opportunities to go ahead and start, you know, making a name for yourself in the workforce. So, yeah. but, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at the decision that I made to move forward. You know, in the back of my mind, I was always level-headed, you know, feet on the ground. You know, I wasn't that guy like, it's football or nothing, you know. Right. So, yeah, I knew I needed to get my education, you know, getting my degree. And, you know, if I had to start working, I was ready to go, you know. And, and thankful for my wife, you know, which is – she works in HR, so she, you know, she's a shark, and she helped me find <laughs> a job that I can kind of relate to. And, yeah. And it's a very aggressive company, you know, and it kind of fitted – you know, some of the same characteristics that I came from in the football family. So, um, so you know, being level-minded, keeping your feet grounded, you know, and knowing at the end of the day, this game isn't forever. Because I think, what is it, like 1%, you know, that guy. So it's, it's 1% of high school guys end up playing D1, and then mm -hmm. 1% of that ends up playing in the NFL. But only, yeah. I think, like another small <laughs> percentage ends up making it more than two or three years. So yeah. you're, you're a yeah, you're you're definitely in elite standing when it comes to athletic. I never got a shot. Ninety nine percent of the dudes that played at USF never even got a sniff of the league. You know yeah, what I'm it saying? was so. It was rough. It's 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 a uh, it's a it's a tough little time. You know, you do a pro day and you're pulling out your hair and you're trying to, you know, tighten up the physique. So it's it's a lot of stress there. You don't try to show it. 
you know, you can actually, you know, work it out, you know, through the weight room and stuff. But uh, you could never see it as you were going through. Yeah. It, everyone was watching you, and no one could tell, man. No one could tell yeah. that you were stressing about it. It just <laughs> yeah. always seemed like so cool and level-headed about everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it definitely stresses you out. Um, but like, you know, I just I put that same stress into those weights. Even now, I don't try to stress at work. I don't. You know, no, that's one thing I do not do. I work. I, I go hit the gym, I go run, I go exercise or something just to keep my mind from stressing Beautiful. over because I think that's a lot, you know, that you just, you know, added stress is not good. So it's not good that's, for the body, not good for the mind. It's so huge that you say that because um, I feel like that's one of the points that, that has kind of come up a couple of times in these interviews is mm -hmm. I always like to ask, you know, what are people doing physically, you know, because you pour so much of your life in athletics Mm -hmm. uh, and you have that regimented training schedule. And then one, all of a sudden, once that's gone, you don't have anyone, you know, telling you to work out anymore. A lot of these guys drop yeah, off. That is, yeah, that is big. big I mean, and, and you know, it's <laughs> tough like that, you know, but it's such big. a good, like you said, it, it helps like cleanse the palate. Like it clears mm -hmm. out of the head. The stress is de-escalated. De like it's such a good thing. Yeah. For people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I first thought like officially just like, all right, I'm putting cleats up. Yeah, I probably put on about 30 pounds of weight. I was still running and exercising, but I wasn't, you know, as far as like the diet side, I wasn't really doing that side too, right? Because I wasn't well, you're probably still eating like you were playing. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and I had to figure out a way how to fix that, you know, emotionally, you know, dealing with being done with the game and, you know, being in a different work environment. That was a little bit of a task and, um, but the biggest thing is, I, like, now I'm down, like, 275. So Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Trying to get to 240. We'll see. We'll see. There you go. So, but, uh, no, just uh, pretty much now I just work out, eat a lot better, uh, change my diet. I have my cheat days here and there, but there is a big difference, you know, when, um, you know, you don't have, you know, Coach Mag or one of those guys behind you, you know, telling right. you to run faster. Yelling at you. <laughs> yelling at you. So, it's kind of like a break, you know, like even my brother who was in the Marines, when he stepped down, dude put on like 15 pounds. I was like, dude, you better keep running. You You do see that difference, you know, that level of like, like a deep sigh, like, all right, I can wake up. I don't have anybody yelling at me. I don't have to be in workouts. I don't have to be in class, you know, so you kind of take that side. I think it's good that you do take that, you know, that little intervention and, you know, breathe and, you know, catch yourself by your bootstraps, but eventually don't let it go too long. That's probably the biggest thing. And, you know, yeah. and kind of get back into a routine, you know, figure out what your work schedule is. You know, if you're a morning guy, afternoon guy, go get it in. Go get your workout. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that, is, that is interesting that you say that about developing a schedule. Um, how uh, we're kind of talking about this, we've touched on a little bit. How much of your identity do you think was wrapped up in, in being a football player, like your social identity, your self identity, like your confidence? Mm -hmm. How much of that was wrapped up in playing ball? Uh, it was a lot. I mean, I think it just, I guess I didn't really try to put myself out there, like, you know, like, hey, I'm the football guy. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things where I wanted to kind of shrink down, kind of become a little smaller guy because, you know, you walk up to guys and be like, oh, you used to play football, you know. And that's the first that thing. Yeah. yeah first, first thing. thing. So, so it wasn't like I wanted to be that guy, but I kind of wanted to be like, not say a normal Joe, but you kind of wanted to almost be like, all right, just a regular guy walking through, da da da. da. But, you know, a lot of it was there. 
And like I said, I didn't really try to put it out there, but you know, you, these broad shoulders, people are, are going to come up to you and ask you, like, man, you're a pretty big guy. You, I know you play football. So yeah. And, he, and even now, you know, some guys will see me at work and they're like, I know you play football. You play at Miami, Florida. I was like, no, nah, I played at USF. You know, of course they give it the USF thing. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, ah, I'm a USF guy. So, uh, but like I said, a lot of that translates definitely into the workplace. Uh, you know, I, I use the same uh, characteristics that I learned in football as far as like hard work, teamwork, uh, being able to work well with others. I mean, that's definitely a big thing in my job. So, uh, yeah. But, you know, a lot of people, even when I tell them like, you know, oh, a little bit of my background history, they hop on Google and they Google my name. They're like, ah, oh, shit. Man, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm like, well, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. You should have, you should have like a, a bundle. You should have like a highlight tape loaded up on your phone so you can just hand <laughs> on your phone and be like, that, yeah, that's what's up. So yeah. Next time, next time you think of walking and stepping out of line, take a look. <laughs> <laughs> and I try not to, you know, like I told one or two of my coworkers and then he told like 10 people. So like now, even now, throughout the company, you know, I'm known as that football guy. Like, oh, that's sexy. He used to play da 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 da. So, you know, yeah. and I'm I'm very laid back. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was that nub. I was that guy. So yeah, I didn't. Yeah, but I I never been that way. I never been a beat your chest kind of guy. So you know, right. I'll tell people. You know, some people be like, cool. Some people be like, all right, I'll take a little overboard. But it was it was I enjoyed it. So yeah. So. <laughs> you got your little yeah, man little there. Guy. Yeah, little man. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Um, so you you mentioned that your wife kind of helped you out with a gig after you got done, and, and she was in HR and, and could kind of help you out with mm -hmm. that. Did you, when you were playing, did you have any plan for after retirement? Did you have any any kind of career aspirations or, or any direction that you were thinking about going? Right after I got retired, no, I didn't. Um, I had a little Same, cash. Yeah. I was, yeah, I had a little cash I was able to sit on. So, um, you know, like as far as my wife, you know, even when, even now, you know, I think she still applies to like maybe 10 to 15 jobs a week. So she's very aggressive in the job market. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and me, you know, I mean, if you apply to 10 to 15 jobs a week, that's a lot of questionnaires you got to fill out, you know, a lot of different resumes. And I wasn't good with resume building, so she was really good with that. So, you know, she'd go through my resume, help me set it up. And as far as, like, I was a little lazy, you know. I could have got up and applied for a couple more jobs, but she really pushed me along. And, you know, she had a friend who worked for Sherwin's, and she was just kind of explaining some of, the, some of the characteristics about the job and, uh, you know, what goes along with, you know, what that person was doing at that time in the job. And I was like, oh, I can fit in that. I can fit in that. Which at the time too, we were living in Fort Lauderdale. So I was thinking about doing the, uh, the police force. Didn't quite venture down that way. Um, so that's why I just kind of lean more towards like Sharon Williams. And it, like I said, it ended up working out great. Um, you know, especially having her there. She, I mean, she really pushed me to get up and do something. So, and yeah. I just wasn't moving as fast as she wanted me to. So that kind of, you know, perked it up a little bit. But well, did you feel did you feel like after you got done kind of playing ball that uh, you know, for me, I know as soon as I was done playing, 
I kind of felt, and I'm not trying to, you know, put words in your mouth or anything like that, but mm -hmm. I had this feeling of like kind of being empty. Like there was a big hole in my chest now that I yeah. wasn't playing ball anymore, you know, a little bit of like hopelessness where it's like, damn, like now I got to go find a job. Like, I don't want to work a job. Like, yeah. I don't want to be doing this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, it was, it was there. I mean, cause when I, oof, well, I kind of went through two little scenarios. Cause when I came out, they had to lock out in NSL. So um, I knew I wasn't no first to fifth rounder. So, you know, that one to five rounds. So I knew I was going to either be low seventh, maybe free agent. So, and at that time, when I graduated, I graduated in December. And usually you can roll into, you know, whatever camp, you know, kind of make some money and so forth. But when I finished college, I was off a of scholarship. <laughs> right. Off of everything. So, you know, it was either go back home or go get a job. So that little time between the lockout and, and from the time I graduated college, I was out with, uh, oh my gosh, one of the guys on the team, you know, laying side. I mean, like truckloads of side. Just oh, to wow. Get, just to get by because, you know, when you're done with college, that's it. You're, you're cut loose. You know, it was, it was kind of like you left dry, but I mean, it is what it is. But, you know, it got to that severe, like, man, I need to make money. And I wasn't the type of the guy, like, I'm not going to move back home, which isn't a problem. But I just didn't want to go back home because I knew if I go back to the farm, it'd be a lot more difficult. But um, but now you do kind of get that a little bit of emptiness. And even when I did start working, I was missing a game. I'd be even talking to my employees, you know, like, <laughs> damn, like, I mean, I really miss this game. I don't want to be here. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. And this is what life is in it. So, you know, you just grab it by the reins and, and, you, and you go. But um, you do get that sense of, like, man. <laughs> I thought this thing was going to last a lot longer. I mean, I still roll back to days where we first stepped on the track and mm. boom, now I'm a, I'm graduating college and, you know, starting workforce and it's a lot. So it is, it is different. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely is. So do you, do you still participate in any sports? Do you still get that competitive stuff out? I know you said, you mentioned that you still lift and you run and everything. Mm -hmm. You do any kind of like uh, sports with like your company or anything, or are you pretty much done with uh, the stuff? Uh, well, they do cycling. I'm not big into cycling. <laughs> that would be, dude, you'd have to have a <laughs> tank size bike, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not down with the cycling. So, but no, I mean, I just helped out with a camp back in my local hometown. So that was, uh, I was fun. I was football? actually first football camp. So, okay. I think this year and moving forward, I, wanted to get back you know get back into the game of football probably get more involved in helping people people uh hey one second bubba um <laughs> uh, and you know get back in the game of football and, and try to teach young kids and you know you know teach them the game that i learned to love and that i can teach them to learn to love so um but yeah this year hopefully i would love to get back into the game a lot more how do you how do you and your wife think about your son playing football we had that conversation quite a few times. <laughs> I, I imagine me and my wife have that convo all the time, man. And I'm, I'm of the firm mind and not no contact until at least high school, at least. High yeah. School. I mean, it's, 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 it's important because I mean, even now, like, you know, this year, I, my main goal is to start the year off healthy, you know, figure everything out. Um, you know, I went and got my knees x-rayed, shoulders x-rayed, elbow x-rayed. 
So apparently I got like a severe arthritis, you know, mm. like degenerative joint disease. So, so, you know, pretty much trying to slow that down and, you know, uh, but that was a, a big question that we had. And I, I agree with that too, you know, because you go to the Pop Warner games and man, you see parents and they're like, oh my gosh, like your son's not going to get a scholarship today. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, relax. it's it's bad. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's people are severe and they go nuts over that stuff. But, you know, like right now, I'll, when he turned five or whatever, six, he probably won't play. You know, he got flag football, soccer, you know, uh, he'll I, he's going to play some sports. But that contact game, it can, it can wait, you know, because I remember days when I was young, you know, probably like maybe 10 or nine, you know, laying back on my bed in the ceilings, you know, spinning. I didn't yeah. know what that was, but. And I had to lay on my side because I was about to get sick. So, oh, you're I mean, talking about age, you're talking about yeah, having like, a concussion at nine or ten? Having a concussion. I remember laying on my bed when wow. I was a young kid, looking at the ceiling, and the ceiling was spinning. And like, and I, I don't know why that stuck with me for so long, but I can remember that just over time. Like, why did that happen? So, you know, and how are these kids to translate that to us as parents and adults? In a game that's, you know, man, you get beat up. You get banged yeah. up. So, you know, but, you know, I think, you know, he gets a high school. You know, if he gets older and he's like, Dad, I really want to play football, I'll lay out the, you know, the pros and cons of the game. Like, hey, man, this is what it is. You know, it's, you can, you know, get a free scholarship, you know, potentially go to the NFL if you wanted to. Cons, you know, you're going to get a little banged up. <laughs> you're going to yeah. get a little sore. You know, you're going to get yelled at for sure. Everybody can feel that, so, you know, but, no, nah, I mean, at this point in time, there's a lot of other sports you can play, you know. I would love to introduce them to the game of baseball, so that would be, that would be a different one. I mean, yeah, that's I, a good I, one. I think it would probably be hard for me to step back and be like, all right, I got to let somebody else coach my kid, you know, so, yeah, who knows, so. And he might be, he might, you know, grow up to be a long, lanky fella. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, baseball doesn't matter, long, lanky or anything, man. You can oh yeah. Five foot three. Jose Altuve is like five five, man, and he's like oh, wow. crushing the ball. Yeah, he's like Jeez. one of the best players in the league. Yeah, he's like five five. Man. So hey, yeah, man. Like, I think I think I might have missed out then. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't imagine you putting your power behind a baseball, oh, bro. Man. You'd be yeah, that'd be crazy. Well, the thing is, I got Sammy Sosa or something. Yeah, that's right. That's what they don't tell you because when you hit it, it's gonna go. But it, the, the the issue Just, is getting the ball on the bat. Yeah, damn. <laughs> um. So, are you still in contact with any like former teammates or coaches or staff or anything? Um, maybe through social media. I talked to Richard Kelly here and there. Uh, Talk to Moezes Plancher. Um, mm. I still talk to a lot of guys through uh, through Facebook, you know, text. A um, couple of guys from the league, uh, coaches here and there. Probably uh, me and Shane Waller, you know, hit back up here and there once in a while. Uh, that's yeah. a guy. But uh, I still try to stay in contact and you know see how everybody's doing and you know and then like who's it? Uh, Tyson Butler, and Richard Kelly. They both work for Sherman Williams now. So oh wow, I didn't them, know that. Yeah, both of them are managers. So. I guess having that little family, that little loop, you know, guys need help or something. Like, hey, we're looking for a job opportunity. You know, definitely uh, it's a good circle to be a part of because, you know, the more connects you got, the more opportunity and more availability that, you know, you never know. <laughs> right. Good opportunity yeah. to reach out to guys. 
That's awesome. I didn't know that they were both working at Sherwin too. Does Sherwin have a thing for like ath like former athletes? Do they like hiring former athletes? They like hiring former athletes. They like that you come from a you know teamwork and you know a team building background. So right. and they and they, and like I said, they're a very aggressive company. So you know, as far as like being aggressive versus. Uh, like the Home Depot, the Benjamin Moore's, being able to go take market shares from other competitors. That's right. their biggest thing. So, because I remember when I first walked into the, uh, into my boss's office, you know, to do an interview, he had a shark on his, uh, a shark poster on the back of his office and, and it was dropping out of the water trying to get a bird or something. And uh, I was like, <laughs> what did that mean? He was like, he's like, that's how I want you to be. I want you to be a shark. I want you to be aggressive. So I want you to go out here and take market shares and such and such and such. I'm like, okay, I'm not be that guy i could be that guy so you kind of get that little competition and going on and like i said it's it's always competitive they always have some little competition going on between stores and and the sales reps you know to reach certain goals as you go throughout the year so it you know you kind of fall back on those same characteristics as far as like a team building uh being able to you know accomplish you know smart goals you know measurable goals you know nothing right. you know crazy but uh it just falls in line with a lot of the characteristics from football. And so I think we were, I was able to fit right in and Kelly, you know, he, uh, he's doing really well. Tyson just got promoted. So I like that. So yeah, they're, they're moving along. Very cool. Um, so what was when, and when you retired, what was the experience like for like the people around you, like your friends and family and stuff like that? As far as like, was how was yeah like your your support network like how how did they handle you retiring? Were they because my mom when I told her before she passed, I told her I was done with football and she was like relieved. She never wanted me to play in the first place. Whereas you know my dad was kind of conflicted about it. Some of my friends were like kind of up in the air. Like how was your support network when you decided to retire? I think at the time. Sorry to hear about your mother, man. Um, uh, I think at that Thank time you. it was it was it was hard. I mean, my mom wanted me to keep coming, going. I didn't have my dad dad passed, and you know he was kind of like my my balance. You know, he was yeah. like, well, "Son, if it's for you, you know, do it. If it's not, if you feel like your heart's somewhere else, you know, go do that." Um, but I think I had a really good base. I mean, you know, they were it was a pretty level base. Everybody was like, "Hey, do what's best for you." You know, do we want to keep you, you know, keep seeing you play the game of football? Everybody's like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, but at the same time, they were like, hey, you know, do what's best for you and your family. You know, if you feel like, you know, stepping away from this game is going to benefit you in the long run, you know, and get started in the workforce, do it. If you feel like you got a chance to go back and, you know, make another run at it, go for it. But at the end of the day, we stand behind, you know, your decision and, uh, I think it's hard for an athlete because you're kind of conflicted with it. You know, right. not saying that's not all you know, but I've been playing the game of football since I was like six or seven. So I was always used to getting out there and working out with the team and playing the game of football. And like I said, the other day, whew, when I did that camp, that was probably the first time I picked up a football in almost like four months. So it's wow. kind of <laughs> weird to, you know, you know, get back around it. So, and I think doing that camp kind of made me feel like, man, I, well, if I can't play the game, maybe I can get around, you know, the players and the coaches and stuff and, you know, do like position groups and, you know, train these guys and teach them. Sounds you know, like the you game got the football. coaching bug. 
Oh no! I don't you know got the coaching. The <laughs> <laughs> oh man, be careful with it, bro. You'll fall in love with it real quick, man. Yeah, yeah. That was some of the most fun times of my life was going back to Vanguard and coaching and and calling yeah. plays and stuff, man. I, I absolutely love being around it. You know, it's yeah. like you said, man. You just you miss that vibe, like that locker room, the camaraderie, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, so, what what kind of support? And I know this is kind of a loaded question. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. trying. I, I know that there was limited support, you know, from, from USF, but you kind of got an opportunity to play at the professional level. Did you have any support uh, making the transition out of football and into the real world by like the teams or the schools that you played for? Did they, did they offer any kind of psychological career assistance or anything like that? Uh <laughs> I, me, you know, I'm not trying no. to, I'm not trying yeah, to like no, bash no. anyone or nothing. Yeah, I'm just, I yeah. asked this question because of, you know, the next question, which is mm. if you did receive any sport or, or support, what would you suggest that people do moving forward, that schools do moving forward for future athletes? Yeah. Well, I think for me, um, I could say no. I mean, I didn't really like when I left college, the biggest thing, like, like I said, I graduated in December and I was pretty much done. So, and I was just kind of like cut and dry. So it was like either go to work, go back home. And I didn't want to move back to Lake City at that time. And I know I had the chance of potentially going to the NFL. Like, you know, I heard the feedback, the talks and stuff. But uh, as far as like, you know, hey, Samson, if the NFL don't work out, this, this, and this, and this is what you can do. Was that there? No, not really. Did I kind of go seeking it? Maybe not really. I think, you know, that it's, it's, it's kind of a part of the athlete, too, to go ask, you know, like, hey, you know, hey, Jeff, uh, if football don't work out for me, what kind of avenues can I, you know, look forward as far as, like, in the workplace? Uh, you know, so, like, as far as my degree, what avenues are open for me to go pursue? So did I ask so much? Not really. I was kind of mm-hmm. more hell-bent on, like, Let's make this NFL thing go. But eventually I learned, you know, as I went through the even the game, you know, when I got in the NFL, like you do a few events here and there. Um, but as far as like NFL, it's pretty much down to business. You know, it's it's a it's a cut and dry business. Like, hey, if it, you know, if it works, it works. If it don't, well, you know, you probably need so, yeah. to go look for a job opportunity. So Right. And I know like they, you know, even you see it on TV now, like some of the old NFL guys, you know, who were in the broadcast, you know, broadcasting field. To me, I felt like that was kind of more geared towards like the high end guys in the yeah. NFL. That's like the top, so, top Troy Aikman yeah. type dudes. Yeah. Like, and he's had that I mean, job for like 20 years now. Exactly. So, you know, and. Yeah, but I think it, it is a, it is somewhat on the athlete, too, to kind of ask those questions also. You know, like, hey, you know, but like I said, in my in my mind, I, you know, I came from a, a hardworking family. So I knew at the end of the day, I was going to be that guy that was going to, you know, you know, it's either sink or swim. You know, and I wanted to swim. I wanted to, yeah. you know, to, to have a, a family and be able to provide for that family. And um, but I don't think it so much as the support was there. You know, they support you through school, you know, as far as getting your education degree. That is there. That was a one. Yeah. But Definitely. as far as like, I graduated off of scholarship. All right, figure it out. Yeah. So good luck now. That was yeah. That was, that was, yeah. That was that was tough. So 
it was, right. you know, it was 18 year old. It was no, I'm not 18. It was like 20 or something. And, you know, trying to figure out like what's my next move. So, and it was, it was a lot, but you know, you got to kind of figure it out on your own. So, and you know, coming out during, during the lockout, that kind of sucked because like I said, usually you just roll right into like, you know, the draft and, you know, mini candy, you're, you're making money, you, you know, but I had to get out in that sun, man, and lay like four or five truckloads aside just to pay my rent, you know, put food in my, you know, my table. So if you mm-hmm. had some guys do that, they'd probably like, nah, I ain't doing that. I'm going back home. But, you know, me personally, I was like, nah, I, just, I can't go back home. I don't want to, you know, my parents tell me what to do. So I was like, well, I guess I got to go out there and go to work. You yeah, know, go get it. Make it happen. And go get it. So, but yeah, yeah, I think they could probably do a little better job of, you know, like, hey, listen, hey, um, <laughs> yeah, he's interrupting me. But we'll, we'll be interviewing think, him one day. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but I think you can. I think the schools can probably do a little better job as far as like, you know, when you get ready to graduate. Like, hey, you know, okay, all right, here's your plan for now, so. What's plan B? If it doesn't work out, like, you know, what can we do to help you? You know, what connects do we have for you in this area to, you know, move you into the workforce a little bit more smoothly or gradually? You know, that would be, you know. They they have, I, I haven't heard that perspective yet uh, mm-hmm. as far as maybe, you know, a school like USF, like, because, you know, they do business, you know, mm-hmm. they have business. Oh, yeah. So, so why, how, how does a guy like a four or five year absolute like monster contributor, like yourself, like, you know what I'm saying? Like how I, if thinking about it, like as a school, like I would want to put someone like you into a company that I did business with, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause this yeah. guy's a dining example of what a USF athlete is supposed to look like. So here you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that, that is an interesting concept. And it's not like no, it pointing the yeah. finger because no one really has that that I've heard of. Like no yeah. schools really doing stuff like that. But you know, I mean these you know, these schools do a lot of business. Like you said, they do a ton of business. And and like I said, I I'm not gonna point at them or you know, like I could have went and asked and you know, uh like, hey, you know, what's the opportunities for me to get in this company or or do you have any connects in this company that I can reach out to? Um, like I said, I didn't, I didn't build my first resume till I was five years, no, four years away from USF. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. that came from my wife. So, and I'm pretty sure a lot of these guys out here don't even know how to build resumes when they graduate college. So, no, you know, and I think when I did my resume, my wife was like, Hey, do a resume. It looked like an essay. <laughs> she was like, what I think this? I wrote my first one in crayon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thank God for her, you know, because she really numbed that thing down to one page, put the key points, and you know, and and from, you know now I can I can do my own resume pretty well. I can doctor it up if I need to, but um, I think those are certain key things that you need because I mean there is life after football, and you have yeah. to be ready for it regardless, you know. Right. And I went through my little stink, you know, and just felt like, you know, I'm done with football. Well, it is what it is. So, but you, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to pick yourself up because football doesn't last forever, you know. Uh, and there's other, other ways and opportunities to get around the game. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to be able to provide for your family and, you know, have a good life. You see today, man, you know, these days are crazy, especially with this little pandemic going on and 
you know, and, and being locked up, you know, that's, that's not fun, but Man. you have to do the best you can while you can. So are you, uh, with all the gyms and stuff shut down, are you able to get a workout in at home? Uh, nah. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, isn't it? It's crazy, Listen, man. I, I just kind of, and then too, with the job, like our job changed. Uh, so we're, we're basically not letting anybody in the stores. So we're kind of running like nonstop for 10, 12 hours, you know, mm. taking stuff out to people's cars, I guess trying to make less contact as possible. Yeah. So, and all the honeydew lists are getting done now around the house because everybody's <laughs> home. So, so yeah. That's and, funny uh, you put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a lot of honeydew lists, man. It's, <laughs> we're seeing more homeowners now than we do contractors because oh, like, wow. oh, my wife, my wife wants to get this done. You know, if you're just sitting around the house, this is the best opportunity to, you know, to get that list done. So, but um, yeah, it's kind of tough, you know, cause little man, he wants to be right there when I'm trying to do push-ups and sit-ups. So, yeah. And I usually don't finish and I'm blown out from work. So I just, I was like, you know what, I'll take a couple weeks off. But, you know, the biggest thing is what you're working out, what 70% of your, you know, physique is the diet, you know, make sure you oh, eat yeah. right. So, you know, because I figured that out the hard way. And because um, I actually, uh, I tried that keto diet. It worked great for me. So, yeah. you know, yeah, it worked great. I just, it's, it's different, you know. And You still uh, on it? No, nah, I took a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I had I, to start getting some vegetables stuff. in, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. It, it kind of cuts all the carbs and sugar out. But once you get into that little fat burning stage, it, it, it rocks. So, um, and that's like I tried a million diets. I was never one of those guys. I went like the Mark Popek uh, who had problems keeping weight on. I couldn't keep, I couldn't keep it off. So, you know, uh, yeah, you see some guys. Yeah. yeah, you see some guys like they football. They like skinny. I'm like, no, nope, that's not my problem. I I can't keep it off, man. So, but uh, this one seems to work good. I don't try to do it as a diet. I try to do it as a lifestyle change. You know? Yes. Yeah. You know, biggest thing is implement it every day. So mm-hmm. that's that was the most important thing. So if if you could go back and talk to eighteen year old Samson, what what kind of advice would you give him moving forward? What would you tell your your senior year of high school self? My senior year, I would say, <laughs> I would probably say dial in a little bit faster. Um, probably mentally, I don't think coming into college, I was like, I was physically strong. I was, I don't think I was mentally strong. And I think that's what a lot of kids yeah. don't understand today as far as like having a mentality that's just as strong as your physique. Uh, you know, I mean, something basic is running a 60 yard, 60 yards my freshman year. I couldn't do it because was I fit? Yeah, I was probably my freshman year. I was the fittest that I was, you know, in, um, in college. And then my last year, I'd probably put on like 20 pounds by the time I was getting ready to graduate. You'd be like, Sam, just go out there and run a mile. I could do it. <laughs> but yeah. being able to be mentally strong, um, I think that plays a key attribute, you know, in pretty much the workforce, playing college, you know, professional football, um, just preparing yourself mentally every day. And I do it every day before I go to work, you know, have a little conversation with myself. All right, Samson, got to get through today, you know, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to get your mind right. Even sometimes I'm standing yeah. around at work and guys be looking at me like, why do you say get your mind right? Like, 
That's just something I say to myself. It's that, you know? that internal battle with yourself that's always yeah. going on, man. Because yeah. it, it seems like someone's like trying to pull you to slow down, to relax and stuff like that. And you got to fight yeah. that person, man. You got to fight oh, them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I get up every day at 5 o'clock. I don't want to wake up every day at 5 o'clock. But I like to make money. So, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's what I have to do. Beautiful, man. Uh, so as we wrap this thing up, just want to give you uh, this last kind of go, this last question. Is there mm -hmm. anything else you would like to add that I might have missed about, you know, retirement or anything that you'd like to add before we sign off on this thing? Oh, uh, no, nah, man. I appreciate you having me on, you know, being able to be a part of this. Uh, you're the man. <laughs> Thank you for coming on, man. Having, having no. something like you on, like really legitimizes this whole thing. It really oh, does. No, man. I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you, bro. And, uh, and take care, man. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you all again for tuning in this episode of the podcast. Thank you to my guest, Samson, for giving us all some great insight in his journey. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this show and join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. That's it for this one. And until next time, go do something good for someone. Peace.